Author quotes are basically Mad Libs. Jack Reacher meets Little Women. I would read that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> but they really helped sell his book, and that got him tenure at Wisconsin. He was in a lot of debt, and the book helped him get out of jail. But, yeah, you know... New York's expensive, and it never ends. It's also not a super easy place to have a relationship. There's too many options, you know what I mean? Paralysis by choice. Mm -hmm. You figure maybe living in the sticks will make it easier. Well, Madison's not really the sticks, though. Sticks light, maybe. <laughs> anyway, we sold most of our furniture and left the city. I think we got as far as Altoona. Next morning, we're driving maybe two hours, and Simon, apropos of nothing, points at a mile marker and says, my mother lives there. And you hadn't met his mother? No, I, I knew she existed. Everyone has a mother somewhere, but he had summed up his entire childhood with, it was difficult, and left it at that. I didn't know if he was out to his family or what family even meant to him. You, you didn't discuss it? He didn't owe me an explanation, but I would have appreciated a little warning. Eventually, I asked him if he would like to stop in and see her. He kept looking at the road. Finally, he mumbled, I don't think so. Then maybe 10 minutes later, we stopped for gas, and he asks me if I might like to stop at his mother's for lunch. How, how did you feel about this? I was a little annoyed. What would I like to do? I don't know. She's your mother. How the hell do I know? But <laughs> at the same time, uh, I felt touched. This is vain. Uh, but I remember reading his book. I kept looking for myself in there under a different name, obviously. But I was nowhere, and it was hard to not see that as a sign. Mm. Meeting his mother, at least I felt like... I don't know, like I was going into the book. Yeah, no, I can see that. Um, well, who had picked the route? Oh, the driving route? Yeah, I, th I thought about that immediately. Mm. Like, why had he chosen to drive right by his mother's house if not to stop? I think he was testing himself. Am I really done here? Mm. We drove back a few miles to an exit for a town called Zanesville. I remember when we got sight of the house, I... I immediately understood why he didn't want anyone to see this. Are we talking about, like, um, well, like dire poverty? No, or? no. It was a hoarder's house. Uh. Trucks on blocks in the yard, if you could call it a yard. Mm -hmm. There was just big things. Uh, backhoes. Uh, a bulldozer with no tracks just lying on its side where you would be like, how did that thing get there? I wanted to grab the wheel out of his hands and turn around and get the fuck out of there as soon as possible. I felt bad about it, though, and um, I just knew we were going to walk into something that would change things, which was true. So what happened when you pulled up? Well, we parked on the lawn next to a burned-out station wagon. <laughs> this is absurd, but he actually parallel parked. <laughs> His mom comes out, and she hugged me, kissed Simon on the cheek, and invited us in. Mm. Oh, Jesus, the house. 
it, it was fucking disgusting. Her husband, not Simon's father, it turns out, he was in a recliner that was in the kitchen for some reason. Hmm. There was a stack of newspapers that must have been 20 years old. He was using them as a coffee table, even though there were five actual coffee tables in the fucking room. Hmm. Like, that kind of nightmarish situation. Uh... We got a tour of the house from his mom, and she kept saying, I meant to tidy up, but I'm sorry, the only way to tidy up was to burn it the fuck down. And then we sat for lunch, and I don't think I've ever been more afraid to put something in my mouth. <laughs> Do you remember what you were eating? Yes, it was a grilled cheese. Totally fine, actually. But also weird, she trimmed the crust off the ends. <laughs> I wasn't sure if this was... Maybe how Simon had liked them growing up, or just some OCD impulse that was controlling her. So what was Simon doing? Mostly, he just looked at his plate. Mm. I tried squeezing his hand under the table, but he pulled away. The guy in the chair didn't speak, but he made little miming gestures, smiling, nodding. Um, lunch ended, and Simon said that we needed to get back on the road. Mind you, no one had asked us why we were there, hmm. or where we were going, who I was to Simon, anything. It was, it was like we lived next door, and we had popped in on our way to Kroger. Hmm. We went out to the car, his mom's waving goodbye, and then she says, Oh, wait a minute. And she darts inside. She comes back out holding that. Jesus. <laughs> she runs over to the passenger window where I'm sitting, and I roll the window down rather than get out because we are in the car. We are so close. Uh -huh. And she hands it to me. Jerry made this. He wants you to have it. Huh. So I learned that I think that Jerry is the guy in the recliner and that his hobby is evidently taxidermy. <laughs> I almost screamed. I was, so, I was just so freaked out. But I kept it together, and I thanked her, and I put the guinea pig on the floor, and Simon put the car in gear. And did you talk about what happened or how he felt? I... You know, I tried asking a few times. I tried again when we were at West Elm looking at coffee tables and we walked past a couple of recliners. Mm. But uh, he would just shrug and smile and say, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. Our lives started in Madison and everything was okay. It wasn't my dream, but it wasn't terrible either like maybe a 5 out of 10 which is better than whole decades of my life and I imagine better than his too one day he came home after class and he said he was going to have to go away for a while he'd gotten a call saying his mom was sick and there was no one to care for her mm -hmm. and I was like what's the point of Jerry <laughs> but Simon had probably made up his mind before he even put the phone down. And that is the last time we were together.
He's been in Zanesville for, I guess, three years. I moved back east. I could not even tell you when I last heard his voice. Why do you think he went back? Mm. There's an obvious explanation. He feels a duty to his mother. So on the one hand, I thought, this is a noble thing that he is doing. Maybe that's like 5% of what I felt, but overall, like what I actually felt, I felt like he was committing a kind of suicide. I sometimes think in that situation, even if you leave a note, how do you file your, your whole world down into one single sheet of paper? Why have you hung on to the guinea pig? I don't know. But the guinea pig's dead, and I'm still alive. 